Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Right now we're in the thick of college bowl season. Teams looking for a championship. One of those is from the Big Ten. Another one is going to be joining the Big Ten as we approach into the national championship. So let's look at the very first Big Ten championship game as told by our friend Timothy P. Brown of footballarchaeology.com. Coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another Tuesday with footballarchaeology.com's Timothy P. Brown. Tim, welcome back to the Pigpen. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to talking about old-time football and sometimes What's old is new again. And I think this is one of those instances. I think you're absolutely correct because, of course, our topic tonight is a tidbit you put out in December of 2022 called the Big Ten's First Conference Championship Game. And we're just coming out of these championship games and getting ready for the bowl season as this is airing. And uh, so what an appropriate time of the year to, to talk about the Big Ten Championship. So what do you got on this? Yes, this is, this is one. Um, so... This occurred in 1931, and, you know, I've written a couple things about 1931. Recently, I did a a story not too far back about Wisconsin and Minnesota, and they're playing a game, um, you know, the end of the season game in 1931. And I mentioned in that 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 was a season where a couple of Big Ten teams, including Wisconsin and Minnesota, started the season playing doubleheaders. And I've got a whole other tidbit written on that so people can find. But, you know, back in the mid-20s to mid-30s, there was this whole slew of people, you know, teams playing doubleheader football games. And, you know, what they do is they kind of had one game set up against a lesser opponent that their second team would play, and then they play the varsity against, a, you know, also a lesser team. So it's like basically two bye games for the price of one is what it came down to. Um, so it's just, I mean, that really doesn't have anything to do with the story other than to just <laughs> set the stage that scheduling and, uh, you know, the game was just different back then. You know, they did some things that we, we would never think about doing today. No one would schedule a doubleheader. Um, but that 1931, you know, still, you know, depths of the depression. So, there were a fair number of college teams and pro teams did this as well. 
they'd play exhibition games to try to you know raise money and they donate all the proceeds to to charity um and so the big 10 that year decided um and i think they decided real close to the end of the season they just they decided that they were they were going to extend the season by one game and play every team would play another game and so they took against up to 10 opponents and so you know those were the days where teams didn't you know they didn't play round robin schedules or anything approaching that everybody scheduled themselves independently and so um the season the regular season ended with purdue at four and one having lost to wisconsin michigan was four and one at least in conference having lost to ohio state and then they tied michigan state in the non-conference because michigan state wasn't in the conference then. And there we had, and finally we had the Northwestern Wildcats at five and zero. Oh. Uh, they had tied uh, Notre Dame, not a Big Ten team, so the regular season ended with North Northwestern as the undisputed champs, you know, because they just based it on win percentage at the time. But when they decided to play, you know, they collectively said, yeah, we're going to play another game, and at the they also decided what we're going to do is these games are going to count. We want them to be meaningful. So they're going to count as a regular season game, at least, you know, in terms of determining the conference championship. So they scheduled, you know, with 10 teams, they, they set up Ohio state at Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Northwestern and Purdue at soldier field. And then the other four teams <laughs> played, played that Saturday at Chicago's Sag field but they only played a half a game. So, um, so you know, it's one of those kind of goofy things, you know, today, you know, preparing, you know, for this, I, I went back and looked and looked at the, the official conference uh, results, like, you know, just to see like all, the all-time results, you know, Michigan just won their 1,000th game, right? Uh, first college team to do that. And so, I was just looking at things like, oh, wait, did did these did the game after the season count or not? Um, the, these doubleheader games always counted, but those half games, <laughs> none of the teams that played the half games count those <laughs> towards their all-time record. But the four team or the six teams that played the full games that last, you know, that extra uh, that extra week. So, so Michigan, Michigan technically might have like one thousand one and a half wins to their credit, or well, no, something because crazy it, like they played they they played one of the full games. Oh, Michigan okay, played they played the a full game. game. So, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So some of the other teams could have a half a game, but but <laughs> others would have lost a half a game. And then there were ties. <laughs> one of the one of those games was a tie, so it was a tied half game. A tie half game. Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> Good thing it's not yeah, like hockey. How would you score that in hockey? Because you wouldn't get yeah. a half a point for that win or for the tie. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, you know, they play these games, and uh, it turns out that um, Purdue beat Northwestern seven to nothing. So Purdue enters the game undefeated. They lose. So then they end up in a three-way tie. Uh, Northwestern, Purdue, and Michigan all are five and one at the end of the season. <laughs> and uh, so it's still kind of one of those things where you know you never know how a season's going to end up until all the pads are put away one last time, right? You know, you never know if a team's going to come back, if they're going to unexpectedly win a bowl game. You know, 
upset at, you know, somebody who should have beaten them. You never know. So, and Northwestern thought they were big 10 champs and turned out that they weren't. Well, you started off by saying the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I think going into next year, the big 10 becomes the wild West again of, you know, teams from coast to coast and in the conference. I think we should start a petition right now that we want the end of year exhibition half games brought back to the big 10. So it's just like it was, you know, 90 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, The the half games. I mean, I'm not sure exactly why they decided to go that, that route. um, I'll actually have to go back and reread some of that stuff, but to play a half game, you know, for most of them at a neutral site is makes it even more amusing. (laughs) I wonder if tickets were half price to get into those half games. Well, you know, they so they they still fans still saw a full game because they t- saw two half games. Um, <laughs> but maybe what they did was they played them early enough. Like you, Chicago Stag Field is a if you really wanted to, you could walk to Soldier Field from there. So maybe they played those games early in the morning on Saturday so that everybody could run over to catch the uh, to catch to catch Northwestern and Purdue at Soldier Field. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow, that that is that is quite the story. There's a lot going on in that one. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Grace... I've got even more here on this sheet of paper that I'm looking at, but but I didn't raise those issues. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it's, great... it's great stuff, Tim. And you have these fascinating stories from from yesteryear in football that uh, are really enjoyable and and fun to read. And you know, some like this, you can sit back and laugh at and say, you know, what were they thinking type of things, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, if, if somebody yeah. advertised that right now that, Hey, we're going to have a, a couple half games that done, done at the local stadium, I'd, I'd buy a ticket and go see it. You get to see four football yeah. teams. Yeah. So, so that, that'd be good stuff, but that you, you do this each and every day on your tidbits and it's just so interesting and fascinating and, and sometimes makes you think and scratch your head all at the same time. Uh, maybe you could share with uh, the rest of the, the world here, how they too can uh, get involved with the tidbits and read these on a daily basis. Yeah. So, you know, simplest thing is just go to footballarchaeology.com, uh, hit subscribe. It's free. And if you do that from then on, you'll get a, get an email every night at seven o'clock Eastern with that day's story. And, uh, you know, otherwise you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter, on, uh, Substack or on threads and, uh, or like I've said before, just bookmark it and come and visit whenever you're of a mind. All right. Well, his name is Timothy P. Brown, his website, footballarchaeology.com. And Tim, we thank you once again for sharing with us uh, this Tuesday. And we look forward to next Tuesday to talk to you once again about football's antiquity. Very good. Thank you, sir. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. 
This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.